Welcome to Cherry Packer's Government Contracting Podcast, where we discuss current government contracting trends, compliance matters, and best practices to guide federal contractors forward. I'm Sarah Tucker, Senior Manager with Cherry Packer, and with me today is Susan Moser, Leader of Cherry Packer's Government Contracting Services Group. Today, we'll, we are doing another part of our 8A, 8A series, taking a look at life beyond the 8A program. Thanks for joining me, Susan. Thanks. Happy to be here. To start off and set the base for this discussion, when does graduation occur? When are we? What period of time are we looking at? Okay, so um, hopefully some of you have listened to our other podcasts about the 8A programs. We have lots of information on different phases, but the, the 8A program does have a definite life. It is a nine-year program. Um, it was an extra year, 10 years during COVID, but it's generally a nine-year program. Um, but some companies do graduate early, and graduation can uh, can occur for a number of reasons. So the goal of the SBA with the 8A program is it is a business development program. So the SBA's goal for companies is that they will successfully graduate when they are sustainable um, and can uh, have success outside of the 8A program. So um, sometimes companies graduate early, and that's because they really have completed that that mission of the SBA, which is they are, um, you know, capable of performing outside of the 8A program. And, and that's a bit of a subjective criteria. It can have, you know, um, it could be, you know, substantial profitability, sales trends where, uh, much of their uh, revenue is not based on 8A program. Um, there are, um, you know, financial met- metrics in terms of uh, net worth, ca- working capital, um, comparison of an 8A business to to other non-8A businesses, um, strength of the management experience, um, ability for a company to successfully uh, successfully compete. The, the SBA is not looking to, you know, to kick companies out of the program early or to graduate them early uh, unless they really don't feel like they, they really don't need the, the 8A program. So um, this isn't something that happens that often, but it certainly can happen. Um, some companies graduate early because they they do grow fast and they do exceed their size standards. So every um, government contract has a NAICS code. Um, the the revenue based size standards are based on a five year revenue average, and so sometimes companies graduate from the 8A program early because they've essentially outgrown the small business program. Um, another area where companies graduate early, and this is not a good thing, is because they fail to um, adhere to the the eligibility tests, and so there are several metrics that need to be really monitored um, closely. Um, and including uh, excessive withdrawal, uh, adjusted uh, income for the for the owner. Um, there is a personal net worth test. Um, and so unfortunately, some companies don't pay as much attention to that as they should and find themselves um, uh, where they sometimes don't even realize that they've met exceeded some of those limitations. So one of the things that we really encourage is, for companies to really understand what those eligibility tests and to work with their, uh, really their accounting for, because a lot of those are based on their tax return to really understand and plan for uh, for those eligibility tests. 
Um, another area is sometimes companies voluntarily decide to graduate themselves. So they decide that um, they really don't need the 8 day program either. They, they haven't really utilized it um, and they don't want to kind of deal with the compliance requirements or, um, or maybe they have used it, but they're getting to a point where it's really not, um, not needed for their business. And so companies can voluntarily graduate. They should send a notification um, uh, to the, to the SBA, um, but that can happen. And, um, you know, people ask me sometimes, well, do you think I should graduate early? You know, the ADA program does have tremendous benefits throughout the nine years. And if you are, a company is still eligible, I don't generally recommend that they do voluntarily graduate earlier. Um, again, there are some things that we don't recommend that companies do while they're in the 8 day program. I just had a situation occur this week where I had a client that is looking to become an ESOP. They are they still have two years left in the 8 day program. Generally, we don't recommend companies go through that process while they're in the 8 day program. So um, that's something that they're evaluating now. So it really does depend, um, but we generally, you know, like companies to, to try to take advantage of it and, and you know, have success from the 8 program as long as they can. So maybe now, Sarah, um, do you want to talk a little bit about, um, you know, planning for transition? Yes, absolutely. So as Susan mentioned, um, the 8 program really does have a, a definite life, um, whether it be the nine years or shorter. And the transition out of the 8 day program is something that all companies are going to experience. And really, it is important to plan for that in order to be successful outside of the, the 8 day program. Um, so there's a number of different things that organizations can do in order to, to prepare for that inevitable transition. The first is really to seek to understand what changes will occur. Um, what changes are is the organization going to go through from being it in the 8A program to being in a competitive bidding. Um, that's probably one of the bigger changes. Uh, they're gonna need to know the, the length of their contract backlog um, to consider the indirect rate implications and the increased business development and administrative efforts that come with that transition and the competitive bidding process. Next really is to develop and implement a change for how the organization is going to go through those changes, making sure that you've got the right plan for the people and the processes. To ask for help to collaborate with experienced professionals and advisors who have seen other organizations go through this change or who have been through this change themselves. And then to look at the various exit strategies, whether it be a sale or a merger. And then some companies do choose to stay small um, and really specialize within a niche area. And that can have some really good opportunities as well. And so for that transition, you know, making sure that you're focused on the quality of those opportunities to really focus on what that specialty will be to become better and better experts within that area and to grow your expertise there. Um, if you choose to stay small, you can still qualify as a small business even after graduating the 8A program. Um, and some companies can spin off a division or a contract in order to stay small. Um, and, you know, and then, Sarah, I'll just, I'll just um, uh, interject a little bit because, you know, that used to not be a, a strategy that anyone wanted to talk about. But 
but for some companies that really is the right decision. And so, um, you know, if a company um, beyond the 8A program um, does think that they're going to have a better chance for success um, staying small, um, you know, they really want to be intentional about that and make sure that they do focus on the right type of, um, again, niche, um, you know, uh, lines of business or, you know, profitable contracts. And so, um, they want to be as intentional about that as as if their you know plan is to to become you know large and and go through a, a sales transaction. Absolutely, and kind of as you mentioned, that intentionality really is the the key here, and that importance of really preparing. Um, so as companies prepare for this transition, there are some kind of key considerations and characteristics that we see businesses. That of businesses that are successful after graduation. Um, having a solid relationship with business advisors, your bankers, your business coaches, et cetera, that really can advise you through that transition and as you continue to, to grow and um, continue your business outside of the 8A program. Next is reducing the dependence on those 8A contracts and exhibiting an ability to compete and win in that open and competitive market. Having a, a repertoire of solid past performance to rely on to compete in those contracts and, and to really win contracts going forward. And then an infrastructure that can handle the growth. A lot of companies, you know, as they grow, they're relying on the systems that they had in place when they were small. And that, that sometimes isn't going to be the best strategy, but really being prepared for that, that growth. And then relationships with large prime contractors and meeting, using the mentor protege and joint venture, venture programs that are out there, having the right staff and making sure that you're hiring and maintaining the right people um, to do the right things. And then understanding the finances of your business. There's a number of things that we at Cherry Becker can help with that transition. Um, Susan, what are kind of some of those that you've seen. Yeah. Um, so uh, first, a couple of things I wanted to circle back on um, the mentor protege program. So we're we're big fans of the mentor protege program when done right, um, and we see lots of success for both large and small businesses. Um, and so, you know, a lot of times we're we're advocating and encouraging small businesses and and those in the eight A program to look for. Um, uh, mentor protege arrangements where you're the the protege and you have a, a good mentor and and we all know not all of them are and so um, uh, we've got a lot of content out there about the mentor protege program in particular but you know as you are nearing graduation you definitely want to look to to flip that switch so if you were previously um, in a mentor, mentor protege but as a protege you know as you are nearing um, the end of the 8 program, you definitely want to be looking for uh, a mentor-protege arrangement where you're the the mentor, and ideally maybe with an, another 8A company. So that's a that's a key um, that's a key um, area to to look for. But um, yeah, a couple of things um, that that we get involved with and, and help companies with um, during the the transition in particular, and, and certainly things that we see. Um, you know, as we talked about. Uh, planning and successfully executing your first acquisition. Um, you know, M&A is really a key growth strategy for all different types of companies. It used to be, you know, once you 
got to be, you know, $100 million, that's when you looked at that um, either, you know, doing an acquisition yourself or or selling the selling the company. And more and more companies, um, M&A can be a strategy, you know, much earlier on, whether that's a tuck-in acquisition yourself or looking for um, maybe not a wholesale sale of the company, but um, if you still have small business uh, contracts, maybe you need a minority interest can really help you um, can really help you um, achieve the growth that you might not otherwise um, be able to achieve on your own. So I think, you know, thinking about acquisition strategies, both, um, you know, acquiring and potentially getting uh, outside investment is, is certainly something that that looks um, that's important to do. Um, I, I talked earlier about you know, mentoring younger 8A programs for post-graduation subcontracting. Um, and I would say really, you know, from day one of the 8A program, you should really get to know other 8A firms and, and mentor and encourage, um, uh, you know, relationships with with uh, newer 8A firms. Um, because again, um, you know, you can be the sub or you can be the prime and, you know, one day it can it can change. And so it is important to have those, um, have those, uh, relationships, um, and also just really thinking about post-graduation strategy, you know, how much of your business will you be looking to subcontract to others, or how much of your 8A revenue do you need to to replace with full and open revenue? Um, one of the things Sarah mentioned earlier is about, uh, you know, being uh, having the infrastructure for from a, a business development standpoint. I mean, one of the things that we often don't see companies um, planning for enough is, you know, bidding on some of these full and open vehicles. It is expensive. It's it's a much more rigorous process. It takes longer. Um, you're going to oftentimes have to invest in outside um, BD resources, whether that's help with a technical proposal or orals presentation or, um, you know, complex pricing strategies. Uh, a lot of companies don't don't really budget enough for for some of those costs, so they really need to you need to look at that. Um, another thing, companies a lot of times don't you know how you compete as a small business is very different um, as a large business. You need to look at um, you know your cost structure, your pricing. Um, what are some of those additional system requirements that you're going to need to compete uh, when you're when you're fully uh, full and open? Uh, are you going to be cast covered? Um, when are you going to need to look at um, different business system requirements? So outside of just your accounting system, but, you know, is estimating and purchasing. Those are certainly all things that um, that companies that are moving out of the small business program need to be um, uh, prepared, prepared to, to, um, to deal with. Another thing that we get involved with a lot is, you know, generally while companies in the 8A program, they, um, uh, because of the requirements with the program, there's often not a lot of um, change in ownership. So uh, because the the individuals upon whom the eligibility is based have to uh, always own more than 51% of the company, um, a lot of times there's not a lot of, um, you know, equity uh, or option plans. Um, but as the company gets ready to graduate, a lot of times, you know, planning for executive compensation planning and, and different ways to incentivize and retain key talent 
Um, those are all things that are really important for companies to consider um, as they are um, as they are, you know, looking to grow. And again, uh, I don't want to say the shackles come off with the A day program, but you don't have some of the requirements that you um, that you have during the program. Um, another kind of important aspect of that that we help a lot of companies with is is really the tax planning. Um, um, and, and some of the things that do go along with monetizing some of the success after the 8A program. Um, because of some of the, the, the personal net worth requirements and, uh, and uh, withdrawal limitations, you know, oftentimes there is some wealth that is accumulated within the 8A program. And, and once you're outside of the program, um, you don't have some of those, as many of those restrictions. So it's really important to to plan ahead for some of those um, so that you do have a successful uh, successful um, uh, exit, uh, you know, and again, uh, that can mean lots of different things. It could be I'm successfully ex exiting the A-Day program uh, and I'm going to really focus on competing as a large business. That could be I'm successfully uh, exiting the A-Day program, but I still want to um, focus on small business contracts and, and I can have good success doing that. Um, sometimes that means um, maybe the company is ready to, you don't want to sell. Um, maybe it's got a strong culture and, and a strong employee base and you want to look at, you know, some type of employee stock ownership um, or, you know, potentially a sale to uh, either a minority interest or, or to a strategic or financial buyer. So a lot of different options, but I think the the bottom line is, those things don't help without, don't happen without, um, you know, pre-planning and and success. So I think those are, you know, some of the main things that we wanted to talk about today of, you know, life beyond the 8A program can be good. And we've got a lot of great examples with, with clients of ours that have done, uh, you know, really well um, after they have graduated from the 8A program. Absolutely. That kind of taking time, the time to plan for the future is really beneficial here. Yep. Well, thank you all for joining us. Um, I encourage you to check out the Cherry Becker website for additional guidance regarding the 8A program. Um, there's several podcasts and articles. If you have any questions, please feel free to reach out to us via email at smoser at cbh.com for Susan and sctucker at cbh.com for myself. And please join us again for our next podcast. Thank you. Thanks, Sarah. Bye-bye.